Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Rettiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. My guests today on Dan's Talk are Stuart Lane and Bonnie Comley, who uh, Stuart's known as Mr. Broadway uh, because he has become successful in so many different aspects of uh, Broadway shows and uh, other things as uh, you will soon see, he's won seven Tony Awards and uh, many dozens of awards. Literally, he's been an actor. He's been uh, mostly there for producing such uh, shows like Will Rogers' Follies, La Casa Full, Thoroughly Modern Millie. And welcome uh, to the podcast. And thanks for for joining me with this. Well, Dan, we're we're happy to be here. uh, And good to see you again. Yeah, and uh, he's perhaps most famous in the Hamptons for driving around in this very low yellow sports car that I don't know how he gets in and out of. Uh, what kind of car is it and how long have you had it? Well, uh, it's, it's, a, it's actually a red Ferrari from 2006 convertible. Uh, <laughs> I sort of, sort of bought it as a last hurrah. I bought it when my, my twin boys were born. So it was like almost 15 and a half years ago. But the car hasn't grown. <laughs> it's grown in value. I see. Okay. And, and I've known you for a long, long time and uh, enjoyed numerous parties at your house up in East Hampton, at, up in the woods. Tell me, uh, what, what would you like to talk about today? We have 20 minutes or now 18. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, Bonnie and I have been working on an exciting project. We, we launched a website called Broadway HD back in 2015. And uh, the concept was to capture live Broadway productions uh, and and get the experience of being there if you couldn't afford a Broadway ticket or couldn't afford to come to New York. So it's a live capture with multiple cameras, uh, with with, with point of view shots and close-ups of live Broadway productions. And now we have over 350 shows on our website, broadwayhd.com. That's wonderful. That's, that's, it's uh, especially during COVID, uh, people are shy of, many people are shy of going to a, a live indoor performance. And it's a, it's a great uh, project you've been doing. How did you get so interested in so many different aspects of theater? And when did that come, come about in your life? Early on, I presume. Oh, well, well, Bob and I have different, different, well, different histories to it. Uh, you know, I fell in love with the theater at an early age. And I had my direction when my best friend, uh, at the time when I was uh, 10, 11, uh, 9, 10, and 11, uh, was, was, his name was Ricky. Ricky and I used to be best buddies. And his dad was an actor, and I'd never heard of his father before, but uh, his father was going to be in a Broadway show, and they invited me to see him. And so it was my first Broadway show. It was my friend's father in it. And my friend's father was Sid Caesar. <laughs> it couldn't be better than that. And I, and I didn't know I didn't know Sid at the, was a, as big as he was now. Of course, I learned over the years. But it was great seeing him in the show. It was Little Me, a musical by Cy Coleman with a book by Neil Simon. 
and uh, and the whole experience of, of seeing the show and the audience's reaction to it, and then going backstage afterwards uh, to see uh, you know uh, Sid holding court with his friends, and, oh. and he has his little home away from home with with a, his, his little TV and his hot plate and his refrigerator, and just seemed like a great experience. And this is the storytelling like this and a lifestyle like this seemed like uh, the best thing in the world. So I had I'd been given my marching orders, and so I had some direction. <laughs> That was that. And, and you grew up on Long Island, and uh, where where was Great Neck? I I think yeah, I, I grew up in Great Neck. I was there from uh, fifty nine to sixty nine when I went off to college. Now Bonnie has a different story. She uh, she she's from Massachusetts. Oh, yes. that's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm from Massachusetts, as Stu said, and um, I got into uh, theater through uh, reporting. Uh, so I was a reporter for the Travel Channel and was covering Broadway shows and off-Broadway shows and always thought, you know, going in with a camera to interview the actors or part of the creative team there that, you know, wouldn't it be great to share this with a wider audience? These shows are amazing. This talent is just beyond. So, you know, so the seeds of Broadway HD were always there, but it wasn't till about eight years ago that we um, sort of all the stars aligned that the streaming possibilities were there and the content was available. So Stu and I um, had done several of these individual captures of shows and a capture of a of a of a play or a musical is very different than a movie so the west side story that just came out that steven spielberg did is a movie but there are uh the stage captures or when we or someone goes into a theater that the show is being done on the stage and we bring cameras in there and capture what's going on. So it's more like Hamilton uh, that's on Disney plus right now that that's a digital capture. And that's really the, the content that we have that is our core content at Broadway HD is these captures. So it looks like what it would look like if you were inside of the theater. And as Stu said, we have over 300 of those. And um, we you know, started looking into, yeah, so it's really exciting. And as Stu mentioned, you know, it's for people that, you know, um, that it, it's for theater fans and to create theater fans. It's just making these shows accessible to people that either in the pandemic couldn't get there, none of us could get there, or for people that just, you know, they they can afford it, but they just can't get to the show when it goes through their town. Because um, a lot of these shows, when they tour, the Broadway tours go by that are like for a week or two weeks. So if you didn't get that Hamilton ticket when it went by, then you missed it. Um, same with Phantom of the Opera. And, you know, we have all of these great shows that are just creating theater fans because they have multiple experiences to be able to, uh, to, 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 to view and know that they either like, the musicals or they love plays or they love both or they are Sondheim fans or Andrew Lloyd Webber fans. And then that just, you know, what a fan is. I mean, if you've only seen Phantom of the Opera, you're not a theater fan, you're a Phantom of the Opera fan. You know, so that multiple experiences of seeing things that you have different experiences that you can talk about that you like musicals or that you like Andrew Lloyd Webber's you know, um, composing. So yeah. uh, it just creates theater fans. So what was, the, what was the first one that you put on the site? 
we had a hundred when we launched. That's right. <laughs> so, we ate. Uh, seven years ago. Yeah, we had over a hundred because we were trying to create a destination. And I sure. think that that is really what the legacy of Broadway HD will be is that in the same way, uh, Turner Classics or MTV or Cartoon Network, that they aggregate all this similar content into one place. So I think that if people are looking to watch stage plays and musicals on their TV, on their screen, that Broadway HD is a great uh, destination. For yeah, that. We, we felt that 100 was enough of a critical mass to start attracting people. Now we have well over 350 Broadway, West End, and some regional theater shows on our website. Only eleven ninety nine have access to that. <laughs> Broadway a month. Yeah, a month. A month. yeah, for all of the, you know, for all of the um, the shows. Did, uh, did you have people tell you this wouldn't work when you first started? <laughs> yes, 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 we did. Uh, and certainly people have tried to do this before us, uh, you know, with different mediums. So, you know, when, when cable TV came out, they tried pay-per-view, they tried VCRs, they tried DVDs, they tried Blu-ray, uh, and they even tried in cinema. But there wasn't enough of a critical mass of people that watched their entertainment the way they did until buffering started. And all of a sudden we were able to democratize Broadway and, yes. and make it geographically accessible uh, to a much wider audience that not only had a hunger and an appetite for live theater, but just could never get around to seeing it yeah. uh, in New York, which has of course the best set designers and costume designers and writers and performers throughout the country. But I don't think, you know, Broadway HD and, and watching theater on TV isn't an either or. You know, you can have both. You can watch digital, you know, digitized or film theater and you can go to the theater. So it's not like, oh, this is for people who can't get there. This is yeah. also for people who can get there. You yeah, know, so or I just want to see things that aren't there anymore that they, they remembered and loved. Or they, or they love Phantom of the Opera. And here's, you know, they can watch Phantom of the Opera again yeah. in the digital form. So it really is a, just another way to engage with the Broadway shows, to engage with this brand. In the same way that sports, that you can go to a, an arena, you can go to the stadium and see a baseball game, or you can watch it on TV. You don't have to pick one or the other. You can do both if you're a fan. Yep. Tell me about what got you into producing a show. Oh, you mean shows in general? Well, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, I know I, I look too young to have been around as long as, uh, as I have, but uh, I knew you were going to say that. I know it, Dan. Uh, but, but the fact is, uh, I was making the transition from acting into producing at a time when nobody was really wanted to produce. Uh, in the late 70s, uh, Broadway was a, was a vacuum. There were, there were two shows that saved the Broadway scene. One was uh, Chorus Line, which saved the Schubert organization. And then there was Annie, which helped bolster the Needlelander organization. Other than that, there weren't enough popular shows there. There, was, there weren't even shows enough to fill categories. I, re I remember that time when, I, uh, just remembering it now, that there was a time when Broadway was really on the ropes. Oh. And what, uh, what caused that? What was the problem? Well, I think it was a changing audience. It was the rising price of tickets. Uh, and, uh, and Broadway was slow to change. Now, by the time we, and, and of course, New York City was in an economic uh, doldrums at the time. Yes, right. So that didn't help at all. But as the 80s started, you know, uh, I, we, we did one show, Woman of the Year, that I produced, started to actually help prime the pump, then the Lacage au Fall uh, back in 83. And then, of course, Cats and Jesus, uh, then uh, the, the Andrew Lloyd Webber shows, Phantom of the Opera, Starlight Express. I mean, all of a sudden, Broadway started to get exciting again. And, uh, and I was in the middle of producing. 
And, uh, and this is before they started having classes. Now they actually teach classes in producing at Columbia and uh, something called the CTI, the Commercial Theater Institute. But this was a time when you had to learn by doing it. So I really interned and apprenticed with other producers to learn how to produce. Well, at that, at that time, as I recall, um, from people I knew that were producing, some of them were just doing it. They knew they were going to lose money. They just wanted to be around the theater. And so they were among the producers of a show. And uh, then they, I guess they got to go and see, meet, meet everybody. Well, the, the odds are still um, not in your favor. You know, one out of five shows will you know, start making money. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty much the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what, what are, uh, is, are you working on shows still to produce them or have you moved on from that to the uh, HD? Bonnie and I actually nominated this year for best play uh, that's on Broadway now, The Minutes by Tracy Letts. Again. <laughs> what are we going to do someday when you're not around? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'll just have to stick around, I think. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Last things I wanted to ask you is what brought you out to the Hamptons and uh, why do you love being there? Well, what, okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. Good. Right. No. Um, well, we have uh, five children, and so we were looking for, and they're all very different ages. So we were looking for some place that, well, at the time we only had three children. <laughs> we were looking for some place that there was something for everyone. Um, and Stu and I usually worked all the way through the summer, so we didn't really, we had never experienced the Hamptons. So we, uh, you know, spoke to some friends that had kids and said, "You have to come to the Hamptons. There's, you know, it's amazing." So we went out and we bought our house in. East Hampton uh, 24 years ago, I think it is now. And, yeah. uh, and it, it, it's just been amazing that we uh, pick up when the kids get out of school and then we head out to the Hamptons. Two of them, the last two were born while we were in, in the Hamptons mm -hmm. in the summer. Um, well, this year it'll be 16 years ago. So, um, so yeah, so it's been amazing. It's been, you know, it's just uh, everything that you hear about the Hamptons, that there's something for everyone. It's beautiful. There's art, there's culture, there's theater, there's beautiful beaches. So uh, there's a sense of community that we have with the people that come out, you know, in the summer with us, but there's also a year round community that we have um, tried to support and uh, befriend when we go out um, because, because they're there year round, uh, keeping it beautiful yeah. for us for, yeah. to come out and land for those three months in the summer. Yeah, and uh, technology kind of caught up with us and helped to make it a lot easier between the fax machines that, that developed into, into, into be able to uh, communicate with the banks and do transfers all from your own home. So I wouldn't have to commute to New York I could read scripts, see set designs, uh, see costume designs all on the internet. Yep. I was just thinking we just, we lost Tony Walton uh, a couple oh, of months ago. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, he was yes. amazing. His works are now in the Smithsonian. Did you know that? Yeah. Deservedly so. Yeah. yeah. I got to work with him on a few shows. And uh, not, not only a talented guy, but a great guy to work with. Tell me of anybody who you, you've uh, worked with that stands out in your mind as, in, as an actor, people might know and that you would like to mention. Or isn't that a fair question? I have no idea. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I well, for me, with uh, 20 plus years, it's kind of hard to pick out a favorite anywhere. Um, it's just, you know, each it, it's 
it's just hard to, it's like with kids, you can't pick a favorite. <laughs> I think well, that's the way I'm going to go is that I love them all. I'll They're go with all that. great experiences. We're well, learning experiences at the is, very least. This is a show that I put on and uh, thank you for being a guest, both of you being a guest on my show. And we have to get together. We have to get oh, together soon. And I look forward to that. Anyway, so great to see you again. Be well. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for everything you do to keep the Hamptons the Hamptons. Okay. Bye-bye.